Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. I'm really excited. We've got a wonderful guest for you this hour, and we're going to learn a whole lot of stuff about a whole lot of stuff. And we were talking about it just before we got on, and uh, I made her stop because I could have just sat there and talked with her, and you wouldn't have been involved. But I wanted you guys to be involved with it as well. So uh, um, we've got a uh, Deanne Lenson is is with us today. She is an extraordinary human being, and uh, actually, I'm going to have her tell. She does skincare. She does all kinds. I'm going to have her tell you the audience. What does she do? What do you do? Thank what are you doing? Well, as soon as I figure that out, I will let you know. But okay. you know, the, the truth is, yes, I have a very intense background in skincare. I'm a, a spa consultant and a, a, an advanced aesthetic educator. And I won awards for training in the spa industry because I was the first person really that brought empowerment to spa training, not just for the staff, but for their clients. Because after all, you know, how do we talk to ourselves when we look in the mirror? Most of us do a pretty darn nasty job of it and it's affecting who we are. So that's my passion. And from there, I got several different coaching certifications and I'm coaching and I'm just loving the balance. I really, really am. Well, you're continuing to learn and to grow your presentations in all kinds of ways, aren't you? Thank you. I am. I, I, I you know, I just don't stop learning. It's, it's, it's a passion of mine. And, you know, what I learned recently when I was invited to speak at a memorial was, wow. You know, and I actually wrote about it in one of the eight uh, collaborative books that I'm, um, that I'm in is, if so, this is uh, this is Dean Graziosi talking. I can't, the, I love the guy. He said, Imagine that you die, and the, my words inserted here imagine that you die and you end up at the pearly gates, and God pulls out his phone <laughs> and he shows you a film of who you could have been had you used all of your gifts. Whoa, that just gave me chills. Whoa. God put it away. <laughs> well, you know, the, 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 the honest answer to that is we do get to have that review. Uh, when, when our lives are over, mm-hmm. one of the things and the reasons why they, it matters what we do is because we do get to have that conversation I, when we're on the other side and we're reviewing what we did and also, more importantly, what we didn't do. Exactly. And, 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 and let's, let's look at the reasons why we didn't do. Let's look at the reasons why we held back. You know, before the age of six or seven, everything we see and hear is downloaded into our subconscious mind. And yes, I've turned my mess into a message. And I, I, I'm sure I shared this with you before when we were on the radio. And that is that I grew up in Utah and dang it, I wasn't blonde and I wasn't Mormon. And I, yeah, I got beaten up. I had my front teeth knocked out when I was six. I was riding my bike and these boys came up with their t-shirts full of rocks and literally stoned me and I fell off my bike and the postman saved me that day. But it took all these years and all this studying to actually undo that negative programming that I didn't know was there. And even after I discovered it, that I just wasn't good enough. It didn't matter that I was ahead of myself in school. It didn't, that didn't matter because I didn't fit in and I wasn't good enough. So for the first 12 years of my life, that was my story. And I realized that I was achieving some things, but it was kind of like I was living in a castle surrounded by a moat, afraid to build that bridge and just take that next step to utilize everything that has been given to me. Does that make any sense at all? I, it, it makes a ton of sense. And well, the first thing I got to ask you is who are these boys? Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm 68. So this was in the sixties and um, 
uh, that, you know, I was surrounded, everyone was Mormon <laughs> and it's a community. I mean, they have their, their, and they had, I don't know a lot about that religion now, honestly, but they, they did everything together and I didn't fit in. So yeah. Well, that, that's that's part of their religious stuff, but 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 just just a humanity or lack of humanity of throwing rocks at a girl on a bike is just is just beyond me. But but I I grew also grew up in the '60s, and I know that times were a little bit different then, and and stuff. And and but uh, no, what you were saying makes perfect sense because we are all the experiences that we have in our lives have added up to be, for us to be now think that's who we are. Exactly. But, in, but in a lot of cases, that's not who we are. We can do so much more. It's And a lot of it's unconscious. In his book, Maxwell Maltz, Psycho-Cybernetics, oh, my goodness. He oh, yeah. really, really, really unravels the self-esteem. And his book has been updated a little bit and, and et cetera. But, you know, he, he says that that what what we what we believe ourselves to be oftentimes is is somewhat unconscious, and it is when we change who we believe ourselves to be, then we can really set goals and achieve them. Specific, tangible, self-referenced goals. Um, it it's amazing. I mean, in the, in the studies, they talk about a student who who just couldn't do math until the the teacher changed his opinion of himself and it wasn't because he couldn't do math it was just because he was darn sure that he couldn't do math yeah interesting huh oh yeah well and our brains and what we think of ourselves you know i've got so many examples of people that have had negative thoughts about who they are maybe it's because of an adoption or which was my mother-in-law um, she was adopted in, in 1930. Can you imagine? Oh, gosh. And, and she thought, uh, and she thought her mother didn't love her. Her mother, as it turns out years later, it was a 16 year old child and had no, and, and so she could not raise the child. And so she had to, she went to one of those homes that they used to have where girls would disappear and then it would go have the baby and then they'd go back to school without the baby. Um, and so but she, so she thought her whole life that nobody loved her because she was adopted. And that was such a travesty that she would take that as the lesson of her life. It, it is, it is. And, and we, we, we find evidence for what we believe, right? Um, oh, we're, we're good at that. We can, yeah. if, if we believe neg something negative about ourselves, we can find something negative about ourselves. Right. I mean, it was true for me uh, during the, the, during COVID because my major business aside from the coaching was distributing and training spas, mostly hotel spas. Well, I think it's not too hard to figure out that the Canadian hotel spas had a slower time recovering because it wasn't until midsummer this summer that those, those borders really did open. And um, I could tell myself that, Oh, this is never going to work, or, you know? And the, the point is no, I need, I want to make a difference. Uh, and these people need me more than ever. The, the Fairmont Hotel had their entire staff, this was a year ago, off and, and to be empowered for half a day. That's never happened in a hotel, as far as I know, for a whole spa staff. Why? Because they need it. And so I thought, okay, I can, I can tell myself that this isn't going to work, this can't work, or I can say, how can I pivot? to keep this beautifully, happily going so that I can make a difference. Because the bottom line is, that's all that matters to me. I mean, we're here to make a difference. We're, we've been given gifts to make a difference. And look at you, Kevin, you're, you're making a difference and, and bringing people's good stories forward all day, every day. I love it. It's fantastic. But why you? <laughs> what, what, what motivated you? When, where do you think it, your desire to do that, where does it come from? Well, it came from recognizing that my own, um, my own story, no matter. Okay. So if, if you imagine, and, and, and I recognize this, but I brought Arbonne to Canada and, um, I, I owned that for eight years. And, and I, so I had a lot of people working with me under me, consultants, et cetera. And, 
it would be like this. They, their income would be here and we'd teach them something new, we'd teach them how to do it. And they would start to earn more money and be really successful. And then they would just not show up the same way. Why? I figured it out through my coaching, lear learning to be a coach, that their, their opinion of themselves, their, their, their set point was here. And when they earned more money, became more fit, became more happy, became more whatever, they would unconsciously get pulled back to where they believed themselves to be. So I knew that there were tools that that would would act, could actually change the way people think. And I started in the beauty business by talking to women on stage, 200 women. How many of you looked in the mirror this morning getting ready and noticed everything that was great about you? And one 20 year old raises her hand like this, like, don't hit me but I thought I was pretty great this morning. I said, she might need an escort out of the room. <laughs> because she might indeed. We're, we're so mean to ourselves. And it's not just, it's not just women, men too. And, but it's so easy. There are so many tools that we can use to first understand. And let's talk about the clarity tool. It was created originally um, by Dean Graziosi, but I bought his course, so I get to customize it. And so I have the legacy clarity tool. And, you know, let's not let's, let's, let's not start by saying, oh, you loser, you didn't do anything. No, we've all done so much. We have cared for people. We've earned money. We've made a difference. Again, the day that we, we get to see that video of ourselves and it shows us did we do as much as we could or 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 did we come back to our comfort zone because that's where we believed ourselves to be and i know for sure that i needed to boot it up because i had more to give and i was going to be responsible for that someday <laughs> yes and you're responsible for what you do today and what you do today is pretty pretty darn good i must say Thank you so much. Well, let's talk about the clarity tool. So, um, and let's talk about the legacy clarity tool because we are leaving a legacy. There are people watching. I have a, a one of the posts that I do on my Empowered Inside Out is a picture of a, a little girl's face and it says, the children are watching. Mark Fournier says, children may not do what you say, but they'll do what you do. The children are watching the children are watching i have seven grandkids and you know interestingly enough here i am at 68 my son just turned 50 and he bought me for christmas a signed book you can't see the title it's greatness you see how tiny it is and he did yeah. that on purpose um dr david l cook he did it on purpose because your greatness is in you it's not the, the the armani clothes and the you know <laughs> i just love it and so here is this christmas my son giving me a signed book because he believes i have more greatness to offer okay i'm gonna cry isn't that cool oh my gosh yeah yeah it's really cool so that, the children that might my kids happen to think I'm nuts. I'm glad yours thinks yours is yours good. <laughs> well, you know, there was I'm sure there we had our moments, but um, yeah, I'm I, I co-authored um, a book, one of Rebecca Harrison's family tree book, um, yes, mother and son, and uh, my son Joel is is co-authored that with me. But the bottom line is, we're setting an example. And, and more people are paying attention than we know. They're, they're saying, wow, look at, look, at, look at Deanne stretching. Look at Kevin, he just doesn't stop. Look at my husband, Michael, who's 74, and he's a 13-time Formula race car champion, and he's still driving. Hello. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. You know, it's, it, it's all about taking a look at what kind of leg, what do you want to leave behind? Seriously, what do you want to leave behind? What gifts? Imagine you're like, I'm a little tiny girl, run into the room. I can sing, I can dance. 
all, all little kids are like that because we don't they don't have the filter yet and then it's kind of like this you can't do that that looks stupid you know you should be ashamed of yourself and it's kind of like we yep. can peel those stinky layers of onion off one at a time. So how do you want to be remembered? You got to be brutally honest with yourself. A year from now, imagine it's been the best year of your life. What do you want your health to look like? What about your finances? What about your relationships? What about the intimacy with your significant other? Um, what about your business? What about your spiritual connection? Are you ignoring the things that count? I mean, it's just so, it's so interesting. So if you ask yourself, brutally honest, where am I at now? And one year from now, it's been the best year of my life. Where do I want to be? That is step number one, Kevin. That's a big step right there. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, because you're asking people to be honest with themselves and a lot of people would rather not go there. Sure. Um, of course we, we, we avoid, we avoid what's uncomfortable and we also avoid what we unconsciously don't believe we deserve. So ah. I have an NLP little, little exercise for that. So once I wrote out exactly what I wanted one year from now and what that would so in, in NLP, of course, we use all of the senses. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? What do you taste? So I have my clients write out a scenario of exactly how how they feel, where they are. And, and shall I share mine? Yeah. Okay. So this is this is my one year from today, compelling, amazing self. I just finished playing tennis and I walk in the front door and I, there's a, a, an open window and there's lilac, a lilac bush and I smell the lilacs and I, and I'm walking across the hardwood floor and I hear laughter in the kitchen and it's my daughter, Nicole, my daughter, Kirsten, and my granddaughter, Zoe, who's a doctor now um, in the kitchen pretending to make a salad but they're really having a sip of wine and laughing their heads off and then I open the doors the, the sliding glass doors and Dan my son-in-law's barbecuing and Michael my husband's in the pool with the kid with the, some of the other kids my son's out there playing basketball with some of the rest of them I smell the barbecue I smell the lilacs it's hard for me to say without crying I hear the laughter, I feel the love, I sit down and I have a little sip of wine. Isn't that cool? You want to come with me? <laughs> sure, sure. Especially, if, if, you, Michael's done well for himself. If he's if he's got the pool and he's got the house and you know all the stuff, uh, which is which is really which I and I I really appreciate when you put it into those terms and you're making it not like it's a fantasy it's but it's a real life um real life moment in time yes um and it's not and so can i can i give you a shot at mine sure please please uh, okay um i get off the elevator of the fifth floor of a high rise in downtown Manhattan. And it is the it is the number one radio station in the country. And it's a talk radio station and they're interested in a progressive program. And um they hired me to do this and gave me the card blanc to be able to do any show that I wanted to do and to make it as positive as I chose to. Um and they and they gave me the afternoon drive time slot from four to six or no, make it four to seven. And, uh, and it was syndicated in 200 nation, 200 stations across the country. And, uh, it was called positive talk radio. How did you feel? Like if the, the wonderful, that would be for me, that would be 
that if I and you were talking about a legacy earlier, if I could have a legacy, that would be it. And not, but but unlike I was reading the other day about Rush Limbaugh. Do you know who that is? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, he is now having to repair his legacy because after he passed away, none of what he had spewed for all those years had stuck in any positive way. It was all viewed as as so much garbage that was negative, and then he was replaced by a couple other mouthpieces that are just doing the exact same thing rather than taking a product and making it special and having people listen to it in 200 stations and having a positive impact because it affected their lives. Because I could bring people like you onto into their living rooms, into their cars, and they could benefit from your expertise. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of it makes a lot of sense, and I feel your passion, and I know that I'm 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 know I know that it makes you feel good, and it's not a it's not about you, is it? It's about oh. the difference that you make. Isn't that fantastic? That is so elevated. So many people are still in ego that you know because the the, the research shows that we base our self esteem on comparing ourselves to other people. Oh, my husband's uh, kind of better looking than hers. Oh, you know, where did she get that purse? I wonder if it's a knockoff. And the the results of that was that there was a um, a, a huge increase. I think it was forty percent increase in narcissism amongst college students. And you yes. know, social media has something to do with that. And we know that narcissism equates only to to lack of empathy. And, you know, where are we going with this? You know, the only thing, self, self-referenced self goals, so specific goals, specific. You said New York. You said fifth floor. You said famous radio station. You said, you said um, prime time, specific. I love it. Tangible. When we, when we really want to achieve something, it's important to have something to look at. We can't just make a storyboard and, and, and go lie on the beach and everything will happen. We've got to take uncomfortable action, but it really does make a huge difference when we have something tangible that we can look at. There was one reference of a woman who really, really desperately needed to get in, in better fitness condition and and take care of her health and her coach created a poster of herself when she was in that great condition and health full size and put it in her kitchen and guess what happened (laughs) she couldn't ignore it and um and it worked so specific tangible and self-referenced not reference to you know to 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 be the best in the industry the only thing that matters is that we're better than we used to be and that's 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 it that's it well you know and when you were when i was saying that i wanted to be you know on 200 stations uh and that was because of um the last day that I did KKNW in 2003 and i said i was going off the air the phone lines filled up people started to comment and stuff. And what they were commenting on was um, because of the people that I had had on the show, one lady said, I'm looking at a pile of books that I bought because of your show, because of the people that were on your show had nothing to do with me. I was just a conduit by which that they were able to get that done. And another lady said, I'm an Alzheimer's caregiver and we sit and we listen to your show every day because you can still get through to her because of how you laugh and, and the things that you do. And so it became a passion of mine, not for me. I don't really give a crap about, about me. I I want to be able to bring people like you who can then have an impact on people that you will never know. You'll never meet them, but you will have an impact on, on what, how they live their life from here on. So that when they get to the pearly gates and they get to look at that film, they can look at it in a new light, in a new way. And be proud of what, be proud of the difference that they've made. And, you know, you know, there's our, 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 my belief is that our body is a temple 
of our soul. And sometimes that is the only reason that I take the extra steps to, that I know I need to do to care for myself. Do you think I like getting up at 630 in the morning to work out with Joyce? I love Joyce, but <laughs> I love Joyce. But, you know, and, and, and she she makes beautiful references to the, 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 the endorphins and the good vibes that come on us when we when we do self-care. I mean, we we feel really good about ourselves. So one of the things that we can do to take that step in the next direction is to remember something that we've done that was really great and repeat that to ourselves. It'll help to change our self-esteem. We've got to stop talking negative to yourself. Did you know that what you say to yourself has more impact on you than what other people say? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But in a lot of cases, don't we parrot what other people, what we perceive other people to be thinking of us? Oh yeah. And it might not even that might not even be true, but we take the worst of it because oh yeah, they they think I'm terrible and whatever whatever it is. And when you think of that about that for yourself, I, you know, I like to use a example that my my mother did to me. Uh when I when I was a kid, she um whenever I did something well, with being in baseball or or school or clean my room or whatever, she would always insert she said you did this really well but oh <laughs> then it would be but you could have done this better this better this better after a while i stopped accepting the con i don't know why we do this you you're going to tell me in a minute i stopped accepting the compliment part and only heard the but part oh. which which was you can't do you're not as good as um, you would have been better if, you know, and, and, and those things, because the compliment then to me in my little pea brain compliment didn't mean anything because she was more interested in telling me the negative side. That makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense. And I, what comes up for me is that a lot of mothers live vicariously through their children and they don't have their own things going on and their own sense of self-worth. And the only thing that they can base their, their self-worth on is how perfect my child is. That might, might be, and I'm not saying that it's okay, but I would like to take you through an exercise regarding that if you wouldn't mind. I would be honored. I would love for you to take a big, deep breath and say to yourself, say out loud, I, and just repeat after me, I forgive my mother for not being able to love me unconditionally. I forgive my mother for not being able to love me unconditionally. Take a big deep breath and blow it out. One more. I accept that my mother used the tools that she had and knew. I accept that my mother used the tools that she had and knew. Big deep breath. Because Kevin, it doesn't serve you to do anything but forgive her. I know that you are bigger and stronger than that and that you have overcome those stories but don't let them live any longer cast them out cast them out because you don't deserve that and you know they do they who knows how she was treated my mother was an abused child um the fact that she was a clear leader for me part of the time was amazing. What she gave us was unbelievable considering that she had to throw herself in front of her younger brothers and take the beating to keep it off of them. So we don't, we don't know what, what they were given. And I just say, forgive. Does, does that make any sense? Oh, absolutely. Well, and long ago I came to realize that, um, that anything that my mother would say had no, it really had no impact on, 
on who I was. She, I mean, she did some wonderful things too. One of which was, um, she had me do a, uh, a, a pantomime or no, a monologue, uh, for the, uh, blue and gold dinner when I was 10. So I was on a stage by myself in doing this, this thing that really gave me a lot of, 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 of power as far as being able to speak in front of people and be in front of people and all that. And I had no fear of that. Ever. So she did some really good things too. And the, the, and I implore people, if you are unhappy with somebody and you're absolutely right. Um, Deanne, she grew up in the, in the thirties. She, her dad was a uh, car mechanic. Mom was mentally ill. They lived in a little itty bitty teeny weeny house. She slept on the couch. They didn't have a bedroom. Um, for years, she slept on the couch. Her dad was 100% German and was a very tough taskmaster. Mm. Mom ended up dying of a brain aneurysm. I mean, the family was just totally dysfunctional and there was no love in it. And I don't know about you, but I'm discovering as I get older that there are lots and lots of people that grew up in a loveless house because people didn't know how to love. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. I mean, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And it also it also gives us the the power to recognize that and to say, I forgive you and to say, yes, you know what? I am worthy i am worthy i my my in my words i am a child of god you can't mess with this <laughs> yeah that's well and we are you know we are i believe spiritual beings having a physical experience and that we are all we are all part of the of the grand design exactly. and uh, and I don't, I, don't need, I don't need to put a name on it and, 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 and talk, talk someone into doing it my way. Just if you, but my, in my words, if you think you're just a computer and a bag of bones, I have something else to show you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's true. Cause we're not. No. And it's, and, but it's really important. And that's, that's why the work that you're doing. And I love that your work continues to evolve. Oh. Um, so, so it's so exciting. And I would love, you know, on my, on my website, there is a, a link for a free consultation. I would love, I, I double, triple dare you just send me an email. We'll have a short talk and I'll, 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 da I'll give you the download of the, of the legacy clarity tool. And, and, and then if you want to do more and you really want to work on it, I, I'm here. I, I would love to do that. But Wow, just taking that time to be brutally honest with yourself and say, where am I at right now in my health, in my relationships, in my finances, um, in my business, in my spiritual, um, my, my spiritual growth, in my intimacy, in my, where am I at? And, and, where, and, and, and then where would I like to be? It's been the best year of my life, one year from today. And this is where I'm at now. What does that sound like, feel like, taste like? I'm telling you, nothing is impossible. I mean, the, the, it, what, if, if you set a goal that it's going to be from, from zero to 10,000 in, in six months, you'd probably be a little bit disappointed. But every little bit helps. And, you know, realizing in your case, your, your presentation that you made on stage, that was amazing. The more you repeat that to yourself and you see that as who you are, the more your self-esteem starts to, starts to um, get stronger and self-esteem is not conceited. There's no such thing as a bully with high self-esteem. Ooh, there's a bumper sticker right there. It's true. It's true. When we feel good about ourselves, we don't have to put other people down. We don't, we don't have to compare ourselves to other people. And there's a saying, oh gosh, it goes back so many years. Um, I forget his name now, but he says, I like me best when I'm with you. Guess what? If I like myself better when I'm with you, dude, 
I'm going to knock like I like I did email you and, and beg you so that I could be on your show. If I like myself better when I'm with you, Kevin, I am going to do what I need to do to be with you because and and it's people with with high positive self-esteem that don't need to interrupt that that can just be right. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you totally. And by the way, you did not have to beg. I I begged you. I wanted you on the show. <laughs> oh, let's let's talk about listening. We we're we we touched on that a little bit. And um, there are three levels of listening in the coactive coaching model that I'm certified in, and I think that it's really powerful for for us to share. The first level is, of listening is what I have nicknamed caveman listening. If I don't win, I don't eat. So basically what's happening is we're hearing someone, but the only thing that we're hearing is, oh, I know something about that. I, can, I can't wait for them to stop talking so I can show how smart I am. Yep. That's level one listening. And level two listening is listening with an open heart of hearing what that person is trying to tell you. That's level two listening. And level three listening is listening at level two, but also watching not just the current, the surface of the water, but feeling with your intuition, the current underneath and, and just recognizing, you know, is there, is there some way I can contribute? What are they really saying? Being vulnerable enough to just say, I am open to really hearing you. And I'll tell you what, you know, you know who's so gifted at that, and I'm sure you will agree, Rebecca Harrison. Oh my gosh, she she's remarkable. Yeah, she walks into a room and she sees, she feels, she remembers everything you told her about yourself, and she comes back and repeats that and asks a question, and it's like. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> well, and she is genuinely, and I can say this about you as well. Generally, genu genuinely, somebody who loves people. She loves everything about them. She's forgiving. Uh, she's been through some stuff. Oh yeah. Yet she she forgives, and doesn't doesn't hold it against anyone, and she doesn't speak badly of anybody. I mean, we can all, <laughs> there are many of us that could go a little ways to be a little bit better of a human being to each other. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the bottom line is that is all that matters. That is all that matters. It's just so important. And, 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 and then let's just break it down for the listeners and, and say, that's the kind of person we love to be around. Yes. You know, do you want to make more sales? Be like that. You know? Yes ask yourself, what do you want them to see, feel, and hear? What do you want them to, how do you want them to feel? Genuinely compliment them on who they are and what they, what you know they have accomplished. And I'll tell you what, you, you've got their attention. And, and I'm not saying this to be manipulative because if you're manipulative and you're, you're selling garbage, it's not going to last. But you know, we need to get someone's attention and it is so important just to be real and to be focused and listen at level three. I had the opportunity for part of my life. I was a district sales manager for a major food company. And so I had uh, 11 reports, 11 people reported to me and I would go on calls with them and uh, we would go to a particular restaurant or we'd go do a cold call. And, uh, and for those of you that don't know what a cold call is, we're walking into a restaurant we haven't been into except maybe to do some research. And we're going to meet with the chef or with the, the manager and we don't know who they are and we've never met them. And so we have to then have to figure out how to meet their needs and to do stuff like that. And I would, so I'd go with the salesperson inevitably rather than listening to what the manager or the chef was actually saying they were looking to formulate an objection 
to what they were saying and why our product is better than the other product uh, before they finished even talking. And so they didn't get what the guy was talking about and what he was, because he already said during the course of that conversation, this is what I need. This is what I need you to do. But we were thinking in, in, so differently that we weren't even paying attention to that. And that happens all the time. Yeah, it sure does. Nobody likes to be sold to like that. You know, no. Our, no. Their, their, their time is important. Just as just as important as ours, yeah. It, it it's it's so true. It is so true. Well, I really, you know, and oh, just it's just so much fun to be able to make a little difference here and there. It 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 is, and you and you are, and with your coaching practice and with all the things that you're doing. And by the way. You have a grandson that is a doctor. I have a granddaughter, uh, Zoe. Uh, oh, Zoe. Zoe is. Um, uh, she has her doctorate in human physiology from um, Columbia University, and she is working as a physiotherapist in New York City. How can that be? Because that means that she's. That means she's over 21. She's probably in her mid 20s. She's she is in her mid 20s and she is a gifted child. So she moved quickly through school. But this uh, is remember, this is a grandchild we're talking about. Not a child so, anyway. Oh, she's she's I think she's 25 now. I, I did I need to double check, but yeah, she's she is I I had my son very young, and that was that was part of my self-esteem. Here I was ahead of myself in school my whole life. My junior year, I only had two more credits to get to, to graduate with honors. And I just didn't have the belief in myself to do anything but get pregnant and marry Gar. And he's a wonderful person and we're, we're good friends now. And we had three kids. And by the time I was about 26, I realized that this gentleman that I fell in love with when I was about 16 is not the same, you know, I, I grew so changed so much. And um, yeah, and you know, I told it's in one of my books, I, I told him, Gar, you didn't do anything wrong. I just grew and changed so much. I want you to know that I really appreciate you. And he turned to his then wife, it was still his, his wife. And he said, I'll always love that little lady. And it's the reason why she's now his ex-wife. No, I'm kidding. No, uh, no. He, she, she knows that. You know, she sees me, and I'm like, bah! And Gar's just really still quiet and the same person that he was that I married. I'm just that, not the same person. Some some people change, and some people need to change because you've got something to give back to the world. Yeah, and that's, that's why, why you're doing what you're doing. Exactly, and that's why I married a race car driver. <laughs> he can get there faster. He's also a contractor, but I'm just, you know, that, that kind of personality, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yes, indeed. By the way, we're talking with uh, Leanne Lensing, 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 right? Yeah, Lensing. Leanne Lensing. Mm -hmm. Leanne Lensing. I'm sometimes, I tell you. That's well, it. and, and okay. if you go to her website, what empower, inside.com Is that right? Yeah. Empowered Inside Out will take you right there, right to me. And there is, you've got lots of, by the way, I, I, I love Mark Fortnier. He needs to come back. Oh, yeah, he will. He is so busy. He is just absolutely rocking the world right now. Um, but, yeah, well, I'll get him back. I, yeah, he's a. But only, it's a package deal, only if you come with him. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he's he's awesome. I, I, I've, well, um, after I let go of Arbonne Canada and they, tried to get me back, they did that by giving me one of his courses. And instead of going back into Arbonne, I became his master coach. And I still am. Good for well, you. Yeah, I'm one, of his, I'm one of his coaches in his program, and he calls me his master coach. So, yeah, it's uh, I, I've, I learned so much. It changed his course, changed my life and my marriage my second marriage and the communication we had our own little lexicon like he michael would come it would come into the room and go you're not on the dark train are you and i'd say 
No. Yes. <laughs> dark train. What's that? The dark train is um, a Mark Fournier way of saying that we get into a dark mood and then we see everything dark. You know, we see we see the negative in everything versus the bright train, which is noticing what's what's great about this. What's great about this? It is so weird. I don't know why it is this way, but I don't I I don't understand the dark train. I've never been on the, the, the dark train. My son, who is um okay, he's uh he's 34, he's a, a diesel mechanic, and he's a little bit more reserved than me. And he used to tell me when I would come bounding down the stairs at home and was ready for another day to begin, he'd say, Would you please just calm down? Because it's always, for me, it's always fun. It's always positive. So I don't understand any other way to be. So, yeah, well, I recognize that in you. And it's it's joyful to be around. It really is. And that's one of the, probably one of the reasons why people love working with you. But no, it, 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 we, we, we get to choose. We get to focus on, on, and one of the other things that Mark Fournier does is this cycle of reality where we, let's say, let's say that I invited my assistant for coffee and she was late. I focus on the fact that she's late. She's late. She's late. I can't believe she's she's five, six, seven minutes. Like I'm focusing on that. And then I'm going to write a story. Well, she's probably late because she doesn't respect me. Well, I can't believe she's doing that. And now I'm going to look for evidence that it's true. So when she shows up, I yeah, see, she hardly even apologized. And that's going to change my behavior because she's late. She doesn't respect me. I, 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 I found the evidence and now it's going to change my behavior. And guess what? Now my behavior is so nasty. She doesn't respect me. Psycho reality. <laughs> is it, that, that is, have you need to put that on, on film or tape. Okay. Or, Cause that, 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 that is really good. Cause see, I, I, and people know that I was a bus driver for 12 years. And as a bus driver, if you are 59 seconds late, uh, you were written up, and if you were 59 seconds late three times, you lost your job. Whoa. So for me, for me, being on time is like a big stickler. So now I recognize that in even doing this type of work, it's like I recognize the fact that I have created unreal expectations of other people, uh, and it's not fair to them if I treat them a way that's less than because of the fact that they're five minutes late. Well, we, we, um, if, if somebody is late, oftentimes it's because they've chosen a different priority. And yes. I, I think it's, it's okay to recognize that because that's disrespectful. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So I'm going to need to wrap it up for today, but I will, will you come? No, you're booked again, right? Fe yes. February 8th, I believe. Mm hmm. So you're gonna so you can catch another episode with Leanne or Deanne and me um, um, on February eighth, and but I want to I want to give you the opportunity, my friend, to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know about anything, and I'll sit over here and you know listen and shut up. What comes up for me, Kevin, is that change is worth it. And I'm not, please, I'm not saying, you know, you're bad, you're useless, you're the, I'm just saying that there are things that all of us wish we could change. And an accountability partner or a coach is massively, massively helpful in that way. Because when you check in with someone every week and they ask you, did you do what you say you're going to do? It makes such a huge difference. So that's why I love coaching people because I get to help them make the changes that they, that they want in their lives. And it's so, so fun. And rewarding. And you're helping people. Yeah, exactly. And that's why you're a favorite of the show. Because you, you know, you, we, this conversation, parts of it, people are going to listen to it and you're going to help people that you'll never meet. And that's what is really exciting for me. That's very exciting. And if you'd like to have a chat empowered inside out, there's a little, little button there and you just shoot me a little email 
and uh, we'll have that chat. Yep, it says let's chat in the bottom uh, right hand corner. Mm-hmm. And the, and there you are. So, um, Deanne, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time. This was fun. We're gonna have more fun on the eighth and and stuff like that. And then I, and then one of these days, I you know a power group would be to get you, Rebecca, and Mark all on at the same time. Wouldn't that be fun? That would really be fun. That would really be fun. That would be great. It would be sparks. They would be a flying. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I love uh, it. I love it. Let's do it. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? No, just, you know, yes. Watch how you talk to yourself. That's where everything starts. All you need to do is just be kind to yourself and, and be kind to yourself, be kind to yourself. I mean, you deserve it. And it makes a bigger impact on who you, how it makes a bigger impact on how kind you can be to other people. If you're telling yourself, you know, Oh, I, you know, my jeans don't fit and my, and my, Oh, look at that wrinkle. And come on, what really matters, you know, what really matters. And if you, if you want to change that, go for it. Anyone can glow. The human brain is attracted to glowing skin. I didn't make that up. It's because when you see, when it sees scaly skin, it thinks, oh, um, I'm not sure that that's healthy or it's, it's very subconscious. Anyone can glow. Don't compare yourself to the, about the golden ratio, but yeah, if you want to, if you want to glow, I can teach you that in about two minutes. Let's do it. Well, then you need to chat with them. And so they need to, they need to reach out to you. Sounds good. So go to empoweredinsideout.com and click the let's chat button and she'll get back to you. And then you guys can have a meaningful conversation. Sounds it, good. It'll okay. do you good. So thank you, Dan. We'll, uh, and I'll stay there. I'll be right back. Okay. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.